Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler here and here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast, where we give you a brief market recap based on what we see in the VRA investing system and, more importantly, what we see looking forward for investors. All eyes remain on U.S.-China trade talks in D.C., where Trump has announced that beginning tonight at midnight, tariffs on $200 billion in Chinese imports will rise from 10% to 25%. Frankly, this is just a drop in the ocean as far as tariffs go. The total amount raised annually would equal just $30 billion. While this might sound like a lot, you have to remember, China's total annual GDP is $13 trillion. So small numbers uh, compared to that that we're talking about here. Kip covered this in great detail on yesterday's podcast, so I won't focus on it too much here today. Just know it's been the topic of the day. But I will say this. The way we see it, it must we must continue to put pressure on China. This is not only the right move, but the absolutely necessary move. China has gotten away with theft and murder for decades as administration after administration simply looked the other way. It is time to end this now. And if it means taking down the Chinese economy, so be it. We at the VRA will be positioned to take advantage of every move along the way. That's the way that we see it, folks. Like I said, tune in to Kip's podcast from yesterday for a little bit more detail there. The other big story of today will be the long-awaited Uber IPO. This is expected to be the largest IPO since Alibaba in 2014 and the largest American IPO since Facebook in 2012. Uber originally forecasted a $100 billion IPO last month. However, that forecast has since fallen to an expected $86 billion as the ride-hailing app has been under a lot of scrutiny recently as Uber and Lyft drivers all over the world began a strike yesterday ahead of Uber's IPO intentionally set at this time to demand higher wages. Now, it's unclear whether or not the protests will have any effect as the drivers are self-employed contractors and do not have the right to unionize Not to mention the turnout of protesters has been underwhelming, a large part of that, because drivers need to drive to make money, and a lot of people out there, this is their only source of income. They just simply do not have the ability to do do this right now. Uber, though, and I wanted to point this out, has gone as far as to say that they expect driver dissatisfaction will generally increase as the company reduces driver incentives to improve financial performance. This, to me, is a truly disappointing comment in my view, as Uber has made it clear that they are willing to sacrifice the well-being of their drivers to improve their bottom line. With over 95 million people using the Uber app on a monthly basis, they really should be doing more to take care of their workers. Any other company really couldn't do this, but in the gig economy, now that these people are technically self-employed through the Uber app, they don't have the option for this. Now, I, I really want to point this out that CEO Dara, Dara Kashari was brought in to be a better face of corporate responsibility for Uber compared to Travis Kalanick, the previous CEO. But unfortunately, it appears he will just be more of the same as the company is clearly using its power to take advantage of this independent contractor who needs a job. I mean, it's just it's truly disappointing to watch as this could be a phenomenal company. Uber rival Lyft IPO'd uh, a few weeks ago at $72 per share, and after running up 
to over $88 per share in its first day. Shares have since fallen 37% to $55 per share. We will see if the much-anticipated Uber IPO will be more of the same or if they will turn out to be the breadwinner of this space. Now, looking to our markets on the day, we did have a down day today. The Dow was down as much as 450 points at the lows of the day, but was able to rally back, finishing down just 139 points. As Trump said, there was still a good chance of a trade deal getting done. The Dow finishing down to 25,827. Next up, the S&P and NASDAQ were down for their fourth straight day, but also finishing well off of their lows. The NASDAQ down 0.41% to 7,910. The S&P 500 down 0.3% to 2,870. And finally here, the Russell 2000 down 0.31% to 1,570. Now, this this these down days do have one positive for our market is that they have alleviated the overbought pressure that we were seeing before and we are quickly quickly getting to extreme oversold territory which is another positive for the VRA system. Looking at our internals on the day, we did see negative numbers all around. They were a little worse earlier. Advanced declines finishing negative with 3456 advances to 5045 declines. New highs to new lows finishing negative for the first time in, in about three and a half months here. So not what we want to see, but until we see multiple back-to-back days, back-to-back-to-back days of, of negative new highs, new lows, and overall internals, we don't see this as a red flag. We did finish today with 189 new highs to 303 new lows. And finally here, up-down volume, pretty light on the day, but came back negative as well. I want to point out the VIX here also today because it was a big mover, dropping 18% from the highs on the day. It was up 18% earlier, finishing just under 19 on the day. Still, though, up 47% or so on the week, but a nice big swing down today on the VIX, which was very interesting. Looking at our sectors on the day, we finished with 9 out of our 11 sectors negative, but the action was really pretty slow overall. We had slight gains for real estate and energy, both up just slightly. Materials were our biggest loser on the day, down 0.8%, followed by tech, down 0.68%. The rest of our sectors were down less on the day, and some finishing just roughly flat. So overall, for a down day, the sectors really held up pretty well. Overall, though, earnings continue to crush. Our economic indicators continue to come back positive. We see the market is being in a good place right now as we approach those extreme oversold levels I mentioned earlier. We will say it again, unless you are a short-term day trader, there's only one move to make here for the smart money move, and that is to continue buying. Looking at our commodities on the day, I mentioned this before, but gold was our only precious metal positive on the day and just up slightly. If we were going to see a major downturn, we would see Precious metals catching a serious bid right now, and that's just not what we're seeing. Gold up 0.28% to 1,285, still well below its highs on the year. Silver down 0.63% to 1,476 an ounce. Copper down a smaller 0.23% to 275 a pound. And lastly, oil 
continuing a sideways move on the week, beginning to look like consolidating ahead of, of another move higher, finishing at just over $61 a barrel today. Folks, that's all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast in your inbox. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com slash podcast, and we'll email you our podcast every day at the close. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, as always, we'll see you back here for tomorrow's close.